Hello, and welcome to episode 45 of the Odd World News Podcast. This week's episode is titled, More Food, More Records, and More Dumb Criminals. Odd World News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you'd like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice, or by going to oddworld.news slash 45. Here are the stories for the week of October 18th, 2015. No more mac and cheese. Over the last few weeks, we have covered stories surrounding a 19-year-old University of Connecticut student who brought open alcohol into the Union Square market and subsequently went on an obscenity-laden tirade. The student ranted to the manager of the Union Square market over his desire to have some jalapeno in his macaroni and cheese. Well, the student is no longer affiliated with the University of Connecticut. It is not clear whether the student was expelled or left on his own. State law prohibits the university from discussing results from a disciplinary hearing. University of Connecticut police did issue a no trespass order to the student since he was no longer affiliated with the school. A big loaf of carbs. Last week we brought you a story about a record-setting pumpkin. This week we have another food record. However, for this record, we travel from San Francisco to Italy. At the Milan Expo of 2015, 60 French and Italian bakers worked for nearly seven hours to create a record-setting 122-meter, or 400-foot-long, continuous loaf of French bread. French bread is characterized by its soft middle and crusty exterior. The bread was baked in a specialized portable oven. The bakers worked at a rate of 22 meters, or 66 feet, per hour. The bakers faced some challenges while making the bread. The first is that the workers had to make the bread outside. The second issue is that they had to avoid any breakages. According to Dominique Anrock, one of the bakers and owner of the La Pompadour Bakery in Paris, states, quote, It is very difficult to do a very big baguette because we are outside. You know, the temperature. It's cold, and when we are outside for so long, it's not easy. End quote. Ferrero, the makers of Nutella and Ferrero Rocher, backed the venture to break the previous record. The previous record stood at 111 meters, or 384 feet. This record was held by a French supermarket chain. Once the record was certified as being broken, the bread was cut into pieces, smeared with Nutella, and shared with the expo goers. This is the fourth record to be broken during the expo, which closes on October 31st. Let off on good behavior. When you get ticketed, it is usually not a positive experience. However, for Concord, Massachusetts residents, being cited by police is not necessarily a bad thing. Police are giving citations to residents for good behavior. These behaviors include wearing a bicycle helmet, looking both ways when crossing the street, stopping for pedestrians, or even something as simple as just wearing a seatbelt. The citations given by the police are redeemable for two scoops of ice cream at the local dessert cafe called Reasons to be Cheerful. The owner of the restaurant agreed to donate the ice cream. According to Police Chief Joseph O'Connor, quote, it is a lighthearted way to connect positively with the community, end quote. Lazy Factor? 10. Criminals will come up with just about any reason to explain why they do the things that they do. A 26-year-old Des Moines, Iowa man was released from Mercy Medical Center around 6 a.m. When he left the medical center, he noticed that there was an unoccupied taxi with the keys in the ignition. Well, he decided to take this taxi. The man was spotted about a half hour later. This is when police questioned and searched him. When the police searched, they found the keys to the taxi in his pocket. When asked why he took the taxi, he states that he did not want to walk the six blocks back to his home. The man faces second-degree theft charges. 
big move. There are those that are quite stubborn and refuse to change their ways. Typically, when big businesses get involved, it never ends up working out well for the rebel. Well, that is not one of these cases. In 2001, Lawrence Bosala died at the age of 87. He had stubbornly refused to sell the house that his parents built and had been the only home that he had known for the last 81 years. During the life of the house, a hospital and parking garage both sprang up around the tiny house that he occupied. He refused to sell it to anybody. After Bosala died, the University of California at San Francisco's Benioff Children's Hospital in Oakland bought the land to expand their hospital. The hospital did not need the house, but wanted to allow it to be moved. They did not hold out hope that somebody would cover the more than $100,000 cost for moving the house to another location. Luckily for them, there were dozens of people who wanted to move the house. Some of the potential buyers thought that they would be able to move the house as far away as 172 miles to the town of Yukia. In the end, two couples who had a fourplex house and a plot of land put up the money to move the house. Ultimately, the house was moved about a block away. This is still in sight of its old stomping grounds. The move, plus a new foundation for the home, as well as bringing the building up to building code and demolishing the old basement and moving the house, brought the total to over $175,000. The two couples who invested in moving the house plan on renting out the house to a family once everything is finished. Yes, we are all lazy. In this week's Doesn't This Make You Feel Lazy article comes from Buffalo, New York. Many people work long hours and many work six days a week. Now imagine working 11-hour days six days a week. It would be a tough situation to be in. Now imagine being 100 years old and doing this. Well, that is exactly what Philomena Rotunda has been doing. She runs a dry cleaning business, from washing the garments to putting them on the racks and even running the cash register. Her laundromat is called the College Laundry Shop. She works from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Saturday. Rotundo says that she likes being out and working because it gives her something to do. She states that she will continue doing the job until she can no longer walk. Signs of guilt. If there is one indisputable truth that one can learn from the podcast, it is that criminals do not think ahead of time. A great example of this is in the following story. A 19-year-old man and a 24-year-old woman walked into the Attila J.K. exhibition at the Edico Contemporary Fine Art Gallery in Palm Beach, Florida. As one does in some circumstances, the woman signed the guest book that was near the exhibits. As the two walked around, they noticed a bracelet and a ring that belonged to the owner of the exhibit. The woman swiped the jewelry and put them in her purse. The two then continued around the exhibition and ultimately left. The owner gave the description of the two to the police, and while looking nearby, he saw them in a supermarket. Police officers located the duo and confronted the woman. The woman then furnished the items from her purse. As officers continued their investigation, they noticed that there was some information in the guest book. They noticed several fake emails, including, quote, we didn't take it at gmail.com, end quote. One of the email addresses included a shortened form of the woman's name, as well as her phone number. Also on the page was a pair of male genitalia with a shortened form of the woman's name next to them. The woman states, quote, if I knew that they cost that much, I wouldn't have taken it. End quote. The two are charged with grand theft. Real cheese. It should not surprise anybody that companies would try their hardest to garner any advantage possible. That is absolutely the case in this story. Two companies of Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, have done something to fool customers. 
Universal Cheese and Drying Incorporated, and International Packing, LLC, are definitely living up to the slippery aspect of their hometown. The companies, as you may be able to guess from their names, handle cheese and the packing of cheese. The president of a third company, who is also the corporate officer in the aforementioned companies, is charged with aiding and abetting the introduction of misbranded and adulterated food into interstate commerce. The allegations are that the company sold imitation Parmigiano-Romano cheese as real, when in fact it contained cheddar cheese and Swiss cheese, and not a hint of Parmigiano-Romano. The corporate officer is being charged under a law that holds corporate officers strictly liable for violations by their company, regardless of whether the officer knew about the violations or not. The corporations have cooperated with the investigation by the Food and Drug Administration. Joyous photo tickets. Technology brings some benefits and consequences to lives. One of those technologies is photo radars, commonly called red light cameras. The benefit of the cameras is that entities are able to detect when traffic violations occur. The downside is that people end up sometimes being falsely ticketed. Both of these occur in this story. Melissa Gonzalez from Denver woke in the morning of August 27th to realize that her 2014 Ford Explorer had been stolen from in front of her home. About two weeks after the incident, she received a ticket in the mail for parking in a tow-away zone. The ticket was originally for $50, but is now $100. The woman states, quote, I really thought the car would be there. For whatever reason, I just felt that the car was there. But it wasn't there. End quote. Now, the woman received another ticket, this time for going 85 in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. This occurred on September 26th. Regardless, this last ticket, Gonzalez states, quote, It's almost like they want to be found. End quote. This last ticket came with a gift, a clear photo of the people in the car. She states, quote, My first thought was that I could share the picture on Facebook and send it to all my family and friends in hopes of them sharing it and finding whoever stole it. It's a clear picture, so I'm hoping that they will be recognized. I'm almost hesitant to have them put on blast because I don't want them to run away from the car and go in the opposite direction. But I'm really hoping somebody will recognize them. End quote. As of this recording, the car has not yet been recovered. Windy record. It is another week, and we have a second record for this week. This time, the record was set in Paris, California. A group of wingsuited divers created a diamond formation of skydivers. The record was actually broken twice in the same day. Judges from Fédération Aérotechnique Internationale, the group that keeps track of skydiving and other aviation-related records, were on hand to verify this feat. This was not a United States-only effort. The 61 winged divers were from 12 countries. Those countries include the United States, Canada, Britain, Australia, Russia, Poland, South Africa, and Israel, among others. The first record included 50 jumpers, and when that was successful, 11 more people joined in for the second attempt. This was not the only record set in Paris this month. Earlier in the month, they set a record for the largest sequential skydive formation with 202 divers linked up. A photo of the formation is in the link to the story, which is in the show notes. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter and underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, please subscribe, follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.